Hey there, this is Sophie Dalton, and I'm welcoming you to the Soulful Warrior Podcast, where we go deep in money, business, spirituality, activism, and living your purpose so that you can go live life on your own damn terms. Follow me on my journey to creating a million-dollar business based on the concept of empowering the divine feminine. Listen closely, and you just might watch all of your craziest dreams come true as we go. Let's do this. All right, Marilyn, so happy to have you on the Soulful Warrior podcast where we talk all about women reconnecting with their intuition, following their dreams, and creating a life so that they feel like they are living on their own damn terms, which is very apropos to um, some of the stuff that we're going to get into today. I just want the listeners to know this one is a little bit different. We're going to be doing kind of a sharing um a little bit of a coaching session, but really um, a, a communal processing. That's more of how I like to think of coaching. So Marilyn, would you like to introduce yourself um, and give us a little idea of what, where, where you are in terms of your business and your life? Um, well, I've been uh, creating a line of product for, it's going to be two years this summer. Um, that is something I'm really excited and passionate about. Can I say the name? Yeah. Uh, they're called Moonwater Elixirs, and they are space and aura clearing sprays um, that are basically smudging alternatives. And for a very, very long time, I have not felt safe in my space or my skin. And I learned about making moon water and I started to figure out different things that I could do with it. And so I created the line of sprays so that I could help other people feel safe in their space and their skin. And that is what I have been focusing my time and attention and love on for the last two years almost. Mm. And uh, it's going well, it's going um, really great. I'm selling them on Amazon and I sell them in about 25 different stores across the country. And it's been a really exciting journey. And I have lots of ideas to expand the line and the brand. And that's um, what I do. And I use I crystals and Reiki and all kinds of good energy and essential oils. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm up to. That's amazing. And I can be a quick testimonial because Marilyn actually sent me a box a long time ago. And this is super funny and a little embarrassing, but I actually use them as perfume. I think. Oh, neat. Well, which I'm kind of a dirt bag if people have been told by like the frequency with which I do live streams when I'm like unshowered and on the go. Um, but I stopped wanting to use super toxic perfumes and so like moon water elixirs, they smell really good and, but they still make you feel like you're fresh enough to, <laughs> to be presentable to the world and even go on a few dates. I actually had a date compliment me like you smell good and I was like, mm. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so, so yeah everybody check those out. But I'm, I'm curious. I always love the why to get into the why of like when you really started your business and because that's what we can all connect to, right? Because building a business is not easy work. It takes a lot of believing in yourself and doing things that, that people in your immediate, immediate community probably don't understand. 
So can you kind of connect us to what was it that, 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 that drew you towards, towards creating this business so that you could feel safe? Well, um, I have spent the last 14 years being a stay-at-home mom. And prior to that, um, I'm trained as a pastry chef and I worked in that industry for a little while. And then I met my current, um, my husband 22 plus years ago. And I've just been focused on my family and doing that part of life. And I've loved every single minute of it, but my children are now, uh, you know, growing up, they're not grown. They're 11 and 14 and I'm, I'm going to, I'm 48 this year, 49 actually. And I'm starting to figure out what is it that I really want to be doing with my life. Mm-hmm. And I just want something more for myself. And I love being creative. And I just want to be able to have my own income from something that I feel passionate and about and that I just love and also so that I can start doing things for myself that I've been wanting to do for a long time Mm -hmm. that I hadn't been able to do before. Mm. I love that so much and that is a truth that I think we're experiencing on a collective scale. Obviously like I'm I'm at a different point in my life but I've seen it with the women in my family and in a way that caused them and me great pain. What, what can happen when a woman selflessly and joyfully gives herself to her family, but doesn't, but, but because we don't have a cultural conversation around it and assuming it's not really happening in her immediate family around what does bring her happiness, what is her purpose? Like how can she create a, an income doing what she loves Um, and then when that's not like, if that's not a conversation, then obviously it doesn't happen. And I'm just speaking from experience of my own family. Then I saw, um, an emotional disconnect from, from her life because she wanted to be investing in something bigger than herself. And then when, when her kids grew up, it was no longer, you know, she didn't have that thing anymore. And but this is like, there's, there's like been a lag in our society. We need to yeah. change the conversation around doing this so that it's not an, a, an afterthought. Right. Right. So, so I, yeah, I find myself to be basically an empty glass with nothing left to offer anyone. And I've disconnected, you know, in a very obvious way from my kids and my husband and my friends and basically really was in a very deep and dark depression um, starting about two years ago. And I had actually been homeschooling my kids and spending 24 hours a day with them. And that was really the beginning of the end for me. And I found myself probably close to a nervous breakdown um, about two years ago, which was when I actually found out about making moon water and getting connected to lunar cycles and being more connected to nature. And that was the beginning of the turnaround for me. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
So I wish there was more conversation about this, you know, for women and, you know, before you find yourself in the middle of a big black hole. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I actually had my own version of that experience. And, but I love that you, that the way that you came out of it was through connection to nature and to our own like divine connection, whatever that divinity looks like to you, because we get, there, there's a very masculine motivational idea of like digging yourself out of the hole and, and showing up to like work out and do like <sighs> get yourself out of depression or whatever it is and like keep going or focus on gratitude or whatever. And it's also forceful and maybe that works for some people, but, but we need to have a much larger conversation around what it would look, what it looks like to be feminine and to, to really triumph. Like that is literally why I named this podcast, the soulful warrior, because it's, it's tough shit, but it should be tough shit in a way that is, that is authentic to your actual soul. Agreed. A hundred percent. So what does that look like for you now? Like if you, you know, I, this question is always so morbid, but it's good to trigger to get down to the, the essence of our ambition. If you only had five years to live and you have one impact to make on the world, then what is the message or the mission that you want to leave? Ooh. Well, I would like to start with my own kids and show them that you are so myself but by showing them that I am worthy of the most amazing joy-filled satisfying life and to give that to them and for them to see me reclaiming my worthiness that would be um, pretty top of the list for me. Mm. And to be able to help others learn through my experience and sharing of my strengths and hopes and with others, that, that would be, that would be pretty important for me Mm. if I only had five years left. Mm -hmm. And what would that mean when you say like, to share your strengths and be connected with um with your yeah to to live from your strengths and to show them that that you are empowered in who you are what does that actually look like That's a really good question. Um, And the scary part of that is, I think the first part of that would be for me to change my Mm -hmm. living situation and probably mean that I would be living by myself either really by myself or with my kids and focusing on my life and what it, what it would mean for me to be truly happy and at peace. I find myself saying it out loud um, 
almost daily. I just want to live life on my terms and, and in peace and in a peaceful way. Mm -hmm. So where do you currently feel like you're out of alignment with that? Um, I still feel like my life um, is more lived for the people in my family than it is for myself. And I don't have a lot of self-care in place. Uh, I'm working art. I'm, I'm working towards that. I have recently uh, rejoined a beautiful yoga uh, studio and I've started doing yoga daily and I am meditating more than I had been and all of these things are helping for sure um, but certainly way more self-care and way more alone time which I don't get a lot of so I don't have a lot of time to just you know process stuff mm -hmm. yeah Okay, so having having some sort of daily like what if you I'm I am into the idea of establishing an energetic minimum. So oh especially with your business and and I'm sure on top of that kids and marriage and all of these in, in beautiful and incredible but but time consuming obligations or commitments um it's so important to establish what is the, the bare minimum that I will not, that my energy will not go below because there are people who really the difference between happiness and results is always standards. Like you could have two people who are at the same level, you know, on, on outside in terms of what, whatever they have on the exterior and one can be ridiculously happy because it's meeting their standards and the other person can be ridiculously upset because it's not meeting their standards. And then if you go up to the next level, you can have the same situation. And, and that person, like the one who has achieved that, you know, a level of satisfaction with their standards or whatever that they have in their material life, it's again, because they, they did work so that their exterior matched their interior standards. So um, if you could just like kind of freeform describe what would if you were to have complete freedom and you were to be given like it, it were it were given to your job to take care of yourself what would your energetic minimum look like without compromises no compromises for who you need to take care of um well i would definitely go to uh the yoga studio every day and um I would be taking some retreat style, um, you want to call it a vacation or just go on retreat. Like I'm very close to Kripalu in Western Massachusetts. And I would go at least once a month, <laughs> um, you know, for a weekend and um, just take time away in nature like that. Um, I would definitely be walking three to four times uh, a week, um, you know, spending time outside. Uh, gardening is a huge love of mine. And I, you know, in the good season here, which it's not always good. In fact, we're still waiting for spring really to arrive here. Um, mm. 
I would be, I would be gardening outside a, a little bit every day and puttering in the garden. Um, and I would like to, if there was no limitations, I would definitely be having a fabulous winter vacation um, every year to some fabulous warm place. And, but daily, definitely walks, definitely yoga, definitely um, meditation, at least before um, arising. And um, good, healthy food and diet. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how about the people in your life? What do they talk about? What do they support you in? Who are they? Um, well, my kids and my husband and my dear friends who I'm so fortunate and grateful to have uh, actually are all really supportive of me taking the time to do these things. And I think sometimes I'm the one that's really resistant (laughs) because they're all noticing obviously that I am not myself and not that I need to be the same person that I was, but they definitely know that I'm not satisfied or happy with the way things are. So they're all for it. And my husband tells me all the time that I should go and do more for myself and have lunch with my friends more and get out more. And so I am fortunate uh, Mm. with that. Okay. So for the next part, before we get into your business at all is the, the thing that is most has been most freeing to me and to my clients, both in life and business is radical accountability, right? Like really going into the nooks and crannies of our lives where we don't want to go and taking accountability that, that feels so extreme. It's almost ridiculous, but it's kind of like a pendulum swing. Like once, if you can swing out there then, and just like explore what that would look like if truly everything was created by you, um, then it's real, it's very freeing to come back. And, and it, it, it's like, it's like a stretch, like the stretch actually hurts a little bit, but then when you come back, you're a little bit more limber. So if we're going to go out for that stretch, then how would you say that you have created the parts of your life that don't feel good right now? Well, um, I have certainly allowed the situation that I'm currently in and I have to take full responsibility for allowing certain behaviors that have um, become a regular habit uh, the way that I'm uh, the way that my husband and I relate to one another Um, and So this is really hard to talk about. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of fear and anxiety regarding financial um, situations in in our life. Um, For many, many years, I was not involved in any of the decision-making processes. Uh, We own our own business uh, in addition to what I do we have owned our own business together for 22 years and my husband has always run the business without, you know, 
me involved. I've helped, but I've not really been involved like in deci big decision making, what products we were going to sell, what shows we were going to go to, et cetera, et cetera, how we were going to spend our money in the business. And, um, and many decisions, you know, worked out great and many of them did not. Um, so now currently for the last three years, as things have been quite strained and difficult financially in our lives, um, I've had a lot of anxiety around finances and um, my partner is a firm believer uh, in law of attraction and all of that. And so basically I've spent a lot of time feeling very guilty because I feel like if I create my own reality and mm. I spend a lot of time in fear, I'm creating a lot of the difficulty that we're having. Mm. And, you know, on one level, I, I understand it completely. And on the other level, it's like, can I really be responsible for all the problems? And the answer really is, I don't, I don't believe so, but um, <laughs> that's kind of a difficult pickle that I struggle with currently. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a trap. And I think some, I've definitely seen some spiritual bypassing of that, like where, where the spiritual philosophy becomes narcissistic, like becomes yep. used against what, what it's supposed to be about in the first place. Um, and, and what's, what's ironic about that is that obviously I don't know any specifics about your relationship or about your husband, but but in any relationship, what's ironic is that if, if you have somebody who's putting, who's using the law of attraction on somebody else and saying, look, you're creating this, then that's literally the opposite of taking accountability. Yeah. It's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. That's like spiritual ninja work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with your, with the fear, can we go into that a little bit? because there's a chance that we'll be able to find a limiting belief and then clear that out. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the fear around money? I'm afraid it's going to run. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're good. Sorry. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, I am afraid that it's going to run out. I'm afraid that there's not going to be enough because realistically there really hasn't been um it's been you know it's been a it's been a tough struggle and i guess the limiting belief is that there's no coming back from a difficult time that once you've had the difficult time it's going to just last forever mm. that there's no turning it around no matter how hard you try or how much effort mm -hmm. yep yep I feel that and I've been there in a different way so what would do you remember a time where you felt confident about money um, no and what do you remember your parents saying about money? 
uh, my parents. So my dad would yell and scream at my mother for spending too much and cut up all her credit cards in a rage, which he, of course, had given her. And yeah, my mother spent, and, and actually my dad spent wildly too on vacations and uh, new cars every two years and, you know, great clothes for himself and um, big parties and yeah spent yeah they both spent a lot of money and then my dad died and left us with quite a large amount of debt to deal with in his estate mm. so that was a real eye-opener because he never really allowed us to see that he was under stress and in quite a bit of debt due to the lifestyle that he chose to live and then when I married my husband Shortly after my dad died, um, we worked in a cash fluid business and there was always lots of money around. And for many years, we actually had an insanely profitable business. And even during those times, I remember, you know, saying to my husband, I need, you know, money to pay for this or I need money to pay for that. And he'd say, go see the accountant. And I would be fearful of taking money that was legitimately ours because I was afraid that I was going to damage the business in some way or use it all up and have nothing left. Mm -hmm. So I've had this fear for a very, very long time. Mm. Yeah, it can be almost ridiculous how clearly connected they are to these things like our limiting beliefs are to our parents the relationship between our parents that we witnessed. So like, if you don't, if you make a mistake, then it will incur the wrath of your father. Like you saw happen with your mother. And not only does nobody want that, but money is connected to security and our trust in ourselves. So if those two, three things are in question at the same time, then that makes a lot of sense. It's paralyzing. Paralyzing. And, and that's, that's, of course, intricately related to everything that you do in your work with reconnecting to your intuition and, um, and taking care of yourself physically because the modern woman has been like, we, we are living in the, um, the skeletons of structures that were built to, that in which we were property, right? So we were all financial decisions needed to be made through the husband or the man of the house. And especially when that person is in charge of the business, it's legitimized as, okay, well, they're the person that's, that's in charge of the money, right? But that leaves literally unequal purchasing power in the household, Correct. which doesn't help for relational power dynamics. Correct. So when you're thinking about money, have you ever entertained, like, I, I didn't mean that in a condescending way. Um, if you were to entertain the idea of feeling confident and free, just like when you tell me about loving your kids and there's this like, there's this feeling in your gut stomach that they are your children and there was nothing in question about that. 
right? What if you were to have the same feeling around money? Can you explore what that might feel like and look like? <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, I would certainly, um, it would certainly feel far more fun than it feels now. And with a huger sense of, of freedom and just joy than, than I have around it now. And I know, like, I know myself, like, I know that money is just an energetic tool and it comes and it goes and, and all of that. I get all of that. But if it would be as joyful and as wonderful as I, I feel about my kids, it would just be such a relief and so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so what if just as another imagination game, what would it look like if things were so fun? Because you just knew just like how Christmas is coming. And you know, your kid is turning the next your kid, your one of your children is turning 12, like their birthday is coming. It's an it's an inevitable date. Just as you know, know that these things are in the calendar and they're on their way. What would it be like if you knew that? about you creating your own financial stability? Oh. <laughs> I would literally be over the moon. Like, uh, and I, I think my whole life, I, I've, I've had all of these ideas and ways and opportunities and I would get just just before it would like fully blossom and I knew that it was going to turn into this thing and I would do a self-sabotage big time big time I'd take it right up to the point where I could see where it was going and see where it was headed and then <laughs> cut it off at the knees mm -hmm. yeah. there's there's a name for that. It's called the upper limit. I'm sure there are a bunch of names for it, but that we, we have an idea, a comfortability of what we think we deserve. And when we're getting close to, to leaving that, that brink, that, that zone, then we sabotage it because it's the unknown and it feels unsafe. So if you were going to have, or like maybe, maybe think of your mom, if your mom had been to have achieved financial independence, what would have happened to her relationship? Oh, it probably would have ended a lot sooner than it did because they divorced when I was like eight. And yeah, I think if she had had the resources, she would have gone quite a bit earlier than she did. And, um, she probably, boy, she probably wouldn't have been um, as miserable, clearly, as she was for many, many years. Um, because my dad did wield his financial power 
and control over her for sure. And I witnessed that for a long time. So that was kind of like his evil tool. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just say that back to me that money was his evil tool? Money was his evil tool. (laughs) And so, so what would that mean if you would like, what is the worst possible thing that you're of, of who you might be if you were to be like your dad or anybody else that's, you know, that you've seen use money in a way that you don't like, what, what, why wouldn't you want to be that person? What would that look like? Um, oh, I would not want to be that person because I want people to have freedom freedom to do what makes them happy and I would never want to decide for other people what they should do you know or what they should be able to do or what they can't do I just want everyone to be had to have you know free will and free choice and to live their life as they see fit Mm -hmm. but why why not for you I suppose if I knew that I would be living life very differently right now. Um, I think I've never, you know, I've actually tried to figure out whether it is that I'm afraid of the success or afraid, afraid of the failure, or if it's a little bit of both, Um, you know, I've hesitated to send samples of my product, which I know is great. I get tons of reviews. People say the most amazing things about it. And I could have, I know who to send it to at Whole Foods. I know who to send it to at Trader Joe's. I know where I could send it. And it could just be the complete turnaround point. And I don't send it because I think, well, what if I send it and they want lots? How am I going to get, you know, how am I going to do that? And it's always an answer and an excuse as to why I'm not capable of expanding and taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. So, so what I would do if we had more time and you were a client, um, is I would be sure to have you write down all the reasons that you're going to fail, that you're going to be a bad person, that the everything horrible that you can think that will come out of your success and just see, just see, like whenever I do this, I'm always appalled at the negative things that, that are in my conscious about myself. Um, but we got to pull them out, right? So pull them out. Okay onto a piece of paper and see all the horrible stuff that you think just might happen, you know, um, could be connected to like your, it could be at the stupidest, smallest thing. Like, like, yeah, I'll have to order more, um, bottles and I don't know how to do that yet. (laughs) Right. 
right? Obviously, you will figure it out because you have figured everything else out up until now. Um, and so, so then when you go, like, put them all down, all of your reasons down on a piece of paper. And don't belittle them. It's totally normal and fine to have them. But then now that you're able to call them out, now go back through. And if there, um, if there were beliefs about yourself, then you can write the opposite. So if it was that I'm not smart enough to carry to follow through with a deal, or I'm not a good enough businesswoman, or I don't know how to actually close the sale, or what if, what if, um, even if it, it could be body insecurity, you know, what if then I have to take pictures of myself and I don't want to. Right. These or are all story. What? Or tell my story. Or tell my I've, story. Right. I've hesitated to tell my story even on my own website, like about the product. And people yes. keep saying, tell the story. And I'm like, I can't tell the story. Yes, exactly. Because you're you're embroiled in it. Right. And and so it doesn't, but 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 here's the thing about this is a sidebar. Um, before I finish this, um, the thing about entrepreneurship and like building a brand online and stuff is that you, you only ever share what's healed. Like I'm all about vulnerability and sharing the darkness that I've gone to in my own life, but I'm never going to share something that is messy because, because, or I'm always going to define my own boundary with that because I don't want to put my healing out onto other people. Right. So that's like a considerate gotcha. thing. And it's, it's not only for me, it's for other people. So, so you're, you, 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 you always tell the version of your story that it feels empowering to you. Um, okay. and, and, and then as you experiment with that, you'll move forward faster. You know, like when I first posted my first, um, inspirational quote on Facebook, I nearly vomited because I felt so nervous about it. And yeah. And then it was the thing, it was always the thing that I felt most anxious about. Like the more it made me want to just go hide in a hole, the more engagement it would get. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because the more, the more like true and scarier it was to me, the more hard hitting it was for other people. So, and then, but then as I went forward, like now I post something that's like still pretty aggressive that would have made Sophie from however many months ago, like just totally want to hide. And now it's no big deal. So, so you start to kind of like flex that muscle and be able to tell what, what feels good to you anyway. Um, so as you're writing down all these things and then you see, you just see like how logical they are, right? Like, well, I don't know if I'm going to need a photographer or whatever it is. Um, and then you go on the next piece of paper and you write out the opposite or the solution to all of them. So it's that I am smart enough because look at the things that I figured out, because look at the kids that I've raised, because look at the books that I read, whatever it is. It's that, um, I will figure out how to, how to tell my story because, because I'll go right now on my Facebook and I'll tell a very PG version of it, whatever feels comfortable, you know? So you just give yourself the exact opposite of all of the reasons that you couldn't do it. But, okay. but then here's the deal is that you can't just do that and let it sit in your journal and feel like you did anything. Cause, <laughs> cause you started, you like started to push on the boulder, but you have to actually roll the boulder down the hill. And to do that, you have to take the actual action that is going to drown out the negative voices. Okay. 
And that doesn't come from, you, you can't get someone to be quiet. You can't tell them to shut up by just screaming at them to shut up. You have to go prove them wrong. Interesting. So to these voices that are saying like, well, I don't know if I, you know, like my client just told me yesterday that she wasn't, that she secretly hasn't been selling and also not telling me of this insecurity that she's not selling because she's nervous. What if she sells, will she be able to fulfill? So it's, it's everyone, every single person is working through this. You're not alone, but after you call them out, you have to, you have to go prove those limiting voices wrong. Okay. So why don't you just give us a few action steps that come to mind? Like before you even go and do this journaling activity, what would be the first biggest, scariest action steps that you could, that you are already thinking of like, oh boy, that means I have to do that. <laughs> well, if I was going, so I would, the biggest one would be to go and invest in a labeling machine and the machine will require different labels than I'm using currently. So it would be a bit of a financial investment. Um, but once I had that done, I would be able to send one of those bottles or some different samples to Whole Foods. Yeah, that's All a big right. one. That's so we one. got a Whole Foods partnership coming along. <laughs> And, and I just want, and it was made here on the Soulful Warrior podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so just like the business coach is coming out right now. Um, it's all about the follow-up, right? Like don't let the sabotage come in later after you send it, you did the big thing and then nothing happens. Cause of course nothing happened because they're a busy executive, whatever. So it's, it's all in the follow-up with, with clients, with companies, whatever. Um, so, you know, just feel like you're asking them out to prom and you gotta, you gotta make them notice you. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marilyn, for coming on today. Is there anything else that you would like to add or say? No, it's been great. And thank you so much. I was excited to be here. Yeah. Well, we're, we gotta have updates. Maybe you'll come on a year from now and be this like. <laughs> from your lips to the universe's yep. ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm excited to see it happen. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. You're welcome.